Welcome to Marvel. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the show, Marvel Fantasy Football Podcast. Cliff here, welcoming you in after week seven is now done in the books. Great week for some, terrible week for others. We have a lot to discuss today, a lot of injuries, a lot of running back shakeups. And I'm going to start with this in the Cliff Notes section of the podcast before we get to our studs and duds and matchups, of course. Cliff Notes, welcome in, welcome in. Um, We start with number one, Brees Hall. My sweet, sweet Brees Hall. Unfortunately went down with a major injury. It's feared to be an ACL. I actually wrote this down sadly before he got hurt but he had a beautiful 70 yard rushing touchdown and I just wanted to note in cliff notes that Brees Hall reached 21.87 miles per hour on that run it was unbelievable if you saw the highlight which is the fastest in the NFL for any ball carrier of the entire year now remember who plays in the NFL there's guys like Tyreek Hill Raheem Mostert's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. I mean, there's some real fast guys, Justin Jefferson, but Brees Hall on a 70-yard touchdown run was the fastest. And unfortunately for me, my Jets, my Mr. Fahrenheit fantasy team, looks like we will be without our sweet Brees Hall the rest of the year. RIP. Uh, Let's take a look next on Cliff Notes. I wanted to check in on the three busts. You know, I I had... uh, you know, it was a little early, but I had called three players bust uh, about a couple weeks ago. Three of them being Travis Etienne, DJ Moore, and Kyle Pitts. Just a quick wellness check on those boys. Um, we'll start with Travis Etienne. He is trending way up. He is trending more like a Kenneth Walker. He is the guy. Kenneth, um, excuse me, Travis Etienne had every rushing attempt from a run, running back for the Jaguars this week. Um, James Robinson was a non-factor. He had zero fantasy points, zero rush attempts. Travis Etienne is that guy. 114 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He even fumbled in the 10-yard line, and the Jaguars did not punish him. They kept giving him the rock. A losing effort for the Jaguars, but Travis Etienne is electric. He's not a fantasy bust any longer. Let's take a look at our next uh, bust candidate from just a few weeks ago, and that's going to be DJ Moore. Now, obviously, Christian McCaffrey was traded, and you would think more targets would open up for him, and let's take a look at that, and that's exactly what happened. Ended up getting 10 targets, 7 receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Good for 16 fantasy points. This is the DJ Moore we know and love. PJ Walker had an eye for him all day which 
If you have an alpha number one wide receiver, that's the way it's supposed to go. And they got the job done. They shocked the world and not just beat the Bucks. I mean, they destroyed the Bucks. Embarrassing. I had that game on on my second TV. I was watching Red Zone in the first first half of the day. That game was disgusting. It all started with Mike Evans with a drop pass. We're not going to get too far into that game. This is about DJ Moore, but I'm not saying DJ Moore is not a bust, but there is some hope here that with Christian McCaffrey gone, you've seen crappy teams hone in on one guy. Now, the crappy team, the Panthers, were honing in on Christian McCaffrey for every game. He is gone now. It's time to pick a new player to hone in on, and that player could be DJ Moore. So there could be hope for you, Tom. I traded you DJ Moore and Pierce running back from the Texans for Brees Hall, and now due to injury, that's a slam trade for you. We'll see what happens with DJ Moore going forward. And last but not least, the bust of the year so far, and now it's confirmed that it's not even close. It's Kyle Pitts. He uh, had three receptions yesterday for, uh, excuse me, on, for nine yards, uh, 2.4 fantasy points. That is now one, two, three, four, five games out of six with uh, lower than double-digit fantasy points. So, I mean, last week he had a touchdown and still only got nine fantasy points. So, no matter how bad the tight end position is, man, Kyle Pitts is droppable. Now, if I saw Kyle Pitts on waivers, I'm trying to determine how much would I pay for him in fab. Man, it would be like 20 bucks just to throw him on the bench. Maybe you see a lot of players have good second halves of the season. Um, you know, they don't have a bye week until week 14, which is right before fantasy playoffs. So, you know, some teams make adjustments at the bye week. But right now, Kyle Pitts, you can't start him. He is in fantasy purgatory. I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Fantasy purgatory is you can't trade him. He's got no value. You can't drop him because, ugh, what if he does have a breakout second year of the half? And you can't start him. So he is on your bench taking up a spot. And um, I have him in a couple leagues. I was able to trade him in a league. I had enough of the two points per week but right now Kyle Pitts is by far the bust of the season that was Cliff Notes I hope you enjoyed those little little snippets that I uh, just happened to see throughout the week Uh, next up we're going to be doing my power rankings now man I don't even know if I should do these going forward they have not changed at least the top three Buffalo Bills number one they're on bye week no change there number two Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, again, bye week, no change there. They can't lose on the bye week. Number three, I thought about moving the Chiefs to number two, but they did lose to the Bills. They're not undefeated like the Eagles, uh, although I do think the Chiefs would beat the Eagles. However, number two, a big win for the Chiefs. I'm sorry, number three, a big win for the Chiefs taking care of business against the Niners. So the Chiefs remain at number three. And looking at the bottom of the barrel, Uh, Ranked number 32, again, until further notice, Chicago Bears. They play the Patriots tonight. We'll see what happens there. If they were to sneak out a win against the Patriots on the road, there's a chance they'd be out of that bottom three. But right now they're ranked 32nd because they just refuse to throw the ball, much like the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Next up would be the Houston Texans. 
so they're still there, ranked number 31. And at number 30, this one, uh, this one was tough. I, you know, the Carolina Panthers got themselves a nice little win after they fired the coach. They got P.J. Walker in there. They traded Christian McCaffrey. This happens sometimes. A lot of guys are happy to get certain coaches out. Uh, I'm still going to have them ranked uh, uh, 30th in the league. They're bottom of the barrel. Don't expect a lot moving forward from them. Now they got a good defense, and that could get you that could get you into games. But to say that they're going to do what they did this past Sunday again, I highly doubt it. I do think they are a bottom three team in the NFL. So that was our power rankings for the week. Feel free to. Uh, you know, you can, you can dispute those power rankings, by the way. Hit up the chat. The chat was very quiet on Sunday. Uh, it was a little eerie. So um, without further ado, let's get to the studs and duds in week seven matchups. All right, before we get to the studs and duds and our matchup of the week, Last night, the Chicago Bears, they, they surprised me. They took care of business in uh, Foxborough, in Gillette. And uh, so I don't think they're a bottom three team in the NFL anymore. I think they're finally letting Justin Fields do his thing. Let him be a running quarterback. Let him make throws when they, when they need to make throws downfield. So they are no longer in that bottom three. So I'll replace them with the Detroit Lions. I mean, that's just always a safe bet to do. Uh, but without any further ado, once again, we start off with the matchup of the week. It's going to be Jason. Yeeters, Skeeters, taking on Pillar of Fire, Tom Beggs. The winner of this matchup, Yeeter Skeeters, 106 to 98. Let's dive into it. Jason stays hot even through some of the bye weeks. No Josh Allen, no problem. Whoop! Daniel Jones, 28 fantasy points. I put in the chat that Josh Allen averages 28 fantasy points, and he went and got Daniel Jones off waivers. And he got himself exactly 28 fantasy points. That's another guy, Daniel Jones. Just like Justin Fields, the Giants are kind of letting him do his thing. Rushing the ball. Uh, I think he had 100 yards rushing. He is second in the league among quarterbacks in that category. He looks great. The Giants, the G-men, are 6-1. and one. As far as a dud goes for Jason, Leonard Fournette, a concerning performance, only three fantasy points. Uh, even more concerning, 19 rushing yards. Yikes. That game plan did not go um, well for the Buccaneers. They got blown out by the Carolina Panthers. Hate to see that. So when you're getting blown out, you got to abandon the run, and Leonard Fournette just wasn't involved in the passing game as well. Also, just note, he split carries with Rashad White, the backup running back. It was almost a 50-50 split, so we'll see. A lot of times uh, as the year progresses, rookies get more and more involved, and Leonard Fournette, Fournette could be breaking down a little bit. He has yet to ever, ever play a full season in the NFL. That's why I was so high on getting Rashad White in most of my leagues. I do think his time will come. It just might take a little bit longer than the uh, you know walkers and uh, ETNs of the world, which, by the way, I could get to it. Whoever has James Robinson – 
James Robinson was traded to the New York Jets to help fill the void of Brees Hall. So he now has some uh, fantasy relevance again alongside Michael Carter and then Travis Etienne. Uh, I mean, we'll be talking about Elliott's team again later in the power rankings, but holy crap, Etienne is going to go off. Um, I, I don't know who's going to beat Elliott's team, uh, but Jason has a formidable roster to maybe take that task on later on. Going to Tom's team. Tom, you didn't score 60 points, so that's good, uh, You, but you weren't triple digits. We got 98 points, unfortunately, three busts, if not more, um, A.J. Dillon. 15 yards. It looks like they're finally abandoning, um, you know, that split back system in uh, Green Bay. They realized Aaron Jones is their best offensive weapon. There was no reason for them not to use him as much as they uh, were not. And, um, you know, A.J. Dillon is a nice piece. He, he, he seems like a nice goal line guy or, or uh, hey, I need one yard. Uh, but Michael Gallup getting you zero points and uh, starting your week off. Rondell Moore only got you three. So those are three busts for you. Very unfortunate. As far as your studs go, um, you know, it's good to see Damian Pierce continue what he's doing. 92 yards on the ground. Didn't have a touchdown in this one, but added uh, four receptions. He's the absolute workhorse running back that we thought he could be from the preseason. It's good to see that um, a preseason actually helped make, you know, a fantasy pick workout. I didn't explain that well just then, but a lot of times we see players go off, especially rookies in the preseason, and we don't know what to make of it. Well, Pierce was absolutely dominant, so much so that they benched him for the last playoff or a preseason game because they knew he was going to be the starter. He comes out week one and two, doesn't have the workload. The team didn't fully trust him. Well, they fully trust him now. He's a workhorse running back. He is the um, Excuse me. He's the number 13 running back in fantasy football on the year as of right now. So Tom did get himself a nice little trade ski. It's too bad he didn't start uh, DJ Moore, who was on his bench, 16 points. Unfortunately, that would have got him the, the win, uh, as well as um, Tyler Algier, also on his bench. Tough situation there, though. He was actually pretty loaded at running back. All hindsight. There's nothing you can do. No one was going to be starting Tyler Algier over A.J. Dillon against Washington. So don't beat yourself up too much, buddy. Uh, but nonetheless, Jason takes the win. Tom moves to 2-5 and five on the season. And Jason moves to a very respectable 6-1 and one on the year. Congrats. All right, our next matchup is going to be Juan Torres. Torres Falcons taking on Dawson Knox's Creek. These two managers were heavily involved in the trade of Palooza just a few weeks ago. And I think Juan forgot that all the players he was getting in return were going to be on bye week versus uh, Josh. If Josh saw that, and, and that was half the reason why he pulled the trigger, Props to Josh. He's playing chess while others are playing checkers. Josh takes the win, 105-79. to 79. Let's take a look at Josh's team. Um, you know, a disappointing performance from Tom Brady. I'm going to give him your dud. You expected much more than 11 fantasy points. Now, that's not going to crush you, but it's Tom Brady against the Carolina Panthers. I'm sure Josh planned on getting a lot more production from Tom Brady in that trade. 290 yards passing, which is phenomenal. 
he also had the volume unfortunately the touchdowns didn't come and um you know we'll see what's going on with the buccaneers they play this thursday night against one of the worst secondaries in football the baltimore ravens so if there was ever a get right game this is it now the panthers were they're they're a crappy team mostly because of their offense the panthers have a middle of the road to above average defense but you expect, since their offense was so inept, that their Bucks were going to win. Well, what happened was, is the offense wasn't inept. So, you know, Tom fell behind quickly. Obviously, the Mike Evans drop, we'll be talking about that later. Um, that set the tone for the game. Just a lot of drops on receivers. But Tom also was just throwing the ball into the dirt. He didn't look himself. You know, maybe it's because he went to Robert Kraft's wedding Friday night instead of being with the team. There's a lot of speculation on that. Uh, but nonetheless, he gets the Ravens this Thursday. I know Josh will be excited to see if his guy, Tom Brady, can put up some more points than 11. As far as your stud goes, I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. I know that's a welcome sight for you, although you haven't even <laughs> – that's another part of that trade that just made no sense. Juan, you held DeAndre Hopkins for how long? Uh, five weeks out of the six of the, of the suspended weeks? You know, and then you trade him right when he's coming back. But Josh is loving it. I'm loving it. That's what is that, McDonald's? Um, DeAndre Hopkins, 10 receptions, 103 yards, good for 15 fantasy points. That was uh, a welcome sight for Josh on Thursday night. It's always, I mean, you feel so powerful, like a Marvel character. Hey, Marvel character. Um, when your player goes off on Thursday, you just get that big bump in the uh, projections. You know, your team's looking good. A guy maybe we weren't sure DeAndre Hopkins' um, workload, and he went off for 15 fantasy points. Uh, 105 points for Josh. Moving on to Torres Falcons, only 79 here. Uh, duds all over the place. I think it looks like you only had two players over double digits, and one of them was the kicker. But James Robinson, zero for zero. We talked about it earlier. Um, he's now a New York Jet, so his value will finally, you know, he'll be a usable running back. I don't think he's the starter. I think Michael Carter will take that role. James Robinson, I'm still concerned about. He has that Achilles injury that he's trying to come back from, and it looks like all the Achilles boys, we'll call them, uh, they all took a real big step back after starting off hot, and I'm talking about Cam Akers, James Robinson, and uh, Sterling Shepard. You know, that's a tough injury to come back from, and it's showing, you know, they got zero carries for James Robinson. Travis Etienne is the guy now for the Jaguars. As far as your stud goes, you did have one, and that's it. We were very close to our first ever non-stud game, but Terry McLaurin, good to see him with Taylor Heineke get it together. Five receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin was kind of in that tough area where he's a very uh, – good fantasy asset but he's not really helping your team so if terry mclaurin can start putting up numbers like this i'm sure juan will be happy with that but nonetheless uh juan takes the loss and moves to one in six on the year the build-a-bear bowl is forming we got a couple teams that are in that bottom tier including myself and uh it's going to be real interesting what happens later on in the year congratulations to josh who moves to a a awesome five and two on the year Our next matchup is going to be myself, Mr. Fahrenheit. 
<sighs> versus Alicia Unleashed the Beast. And Alicia takes the win 114 to 101. A close battle throughout the day. I was projected to win a few times. She was projected to win. Uh, of course, the Mahomes and Kelsey stack is one of the scariest sights ever. It's it's a no-brainer in draft on draft day. If you can get both of them, I don't care what price you pay. Even if it was a first and second round pick, you will strike fear into your opponent's uh, mind, and that is what happened here. I had a nice little lead going. Brees Hall had a you know 62 to whatever 70 yard rushing touchdown. He goes down. ACL done for the year. I made the huge mistake. We're talking about my team real quick. Made the huge mistake of not starting Gus Edwards. He was in my lineup for about 30 seconds. I didn't have the guts. Just didn't know what the workload was going to be. I threw in Rashad White. Only three fantasy points. If I had just kept Gus Edwards in there, I win the matchup. It's a tale of, I mean, this keeps happening to me. And honestly, it's probably my own fault. It is what it is. That's fantasy. Um, As far as my studs go, I had a couple good performances, but nothing shocking. But, um... I'm going to go, you know, David Njoku, listen, when you're going against Travis Kelsey, it's hard to compare that tight end position. Travis Kelsey put up 12 for Alicia. I got 10.6 points out of David Njoku, who got hurt. He He left the game early. He was well on his way to a possible career day. Seven receptions for 71 yards. I mean, if he were to come down with a couple more catches and a touchdown, that's a career day for Njoku. Maybe I win this. Um, he has been an awesome tight end. It's it's taken about four or five years for him to break out, but the breakout has happened. I can't wait for him to come back. He has a high ankle sprain, but Deshaun Watson is expected to come back. The, the offense would be more potent. I'm really excited for David Njoku. Now I have to fill a tight end position as well as a running back position um as far as my dud goes it it is the uh, aforementioned Rashad White I the reason why I started Rashad White I thought the Buccaneers were going to be up by two touchdowns the whole game and they were going to want to give Uncle Lenny uh Fournette a break and put the rookie in because the rookie has looked good and uh it, it was the complete opposite they were down two three touchdowns and uh lenny was in the game and tom brady was just throwing 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 and not to the running backs he needed to get chunk plays and rashad white was just not part of the game plan and uh that's on me i i just not even on me a lot of the pros and 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 gamblers out there vegas they all thought the buccaneers were going to blow out the panthers and it just didn't happen so um 101 points again triple digits i'm happy about that but i moved to two and five on the year now let's talk about the story of the league seven and oh alicia congratulations i mean you're doing your thing you you uh you know, you got injuries. You had bye weeks. You haven't. You you had, didn't have Jonathan Taylor for two weeks. You covered that. You didn't have Devontae Smith this week. You covered that. Your bench went off. You, you know, you have just such a good team that your bench um, would have absolutely destroyed. Even if you made the wrong decision on a on a lineup, you you would have. You know, you still would have smoked me. I think so. That's why I, I don't feel that bad that I lost you. You have one of the best teams in the league. I think. No matter what the power rankings say later, I think you are you have to be the number two team behind Elliott. I do give him the slight edge, but let's take a look at your team. Josh Jacobs, stud, 
35 fantasy points, 143 yards on the ground, and three rushing touchdowns. The entire, I think we talked about this already, but the entire fantasy community was wrong about Josh Jacobs. I was wrong about Josh Jacobs. I thought maybe he'd be a guy they trade or cut or it just didn't look like he was going to be part of the game plan early on. And I think sometimes that's where research, you know, you get too involved in research and forget to look at the talent. I know I've been, you know, I've done that many times before. The guy's just a good running back. And, um, you know, he used to go in the second round of fantasy drafts and he would disappoint you but where he was going this year where alicia drafted him this year was such a value and i just didn't see it at the time so congratulations on that awesome draft pick as far as your dud goes it's going to be uh i'm going alec pierce alex pierce you know five fantasy points he had put together two straight really good performances with matt ryan but as we saw the shoe fell off with matt ryan he is no longer the starter for indianapolis colts for multiple reasons, he has a grade two shoulder sprain. But on top of that, th- this is how you know his career is probably done. Not only did he get a grade two shoulder sprain, the coach came out and said, oh yeah, by the way, even if he didn't have that injury, he's he's not the starter for the rest of the year. Like The coach made sure to let everyone know that even though he has this injury, he's no longer our starter, so it doesn't matter. Um, so Matt Ryan's going to be done, so there's going to be a changing of the guard in Indy, which could affect Jonathan Taylor, Alex Pierce, obviously the Michael Pittmans of the world. So we'll see what ha- what's going on there. It's been a carousel at quarterback, um, you know, I, th- I feel like more than ever, but we probably say that every year. But congratulations, Alicia, on the win, 7-0. and is an unbelievable feat it's really hard to do especially through bye weeks this one is going to be the biggest bye week of all whoever the lucky person is that gets to play alicia the chiefs are on bye, so no patrick mahomes no travis kelsey if she gets through this to eight and oh watch out she might be the number one ranked in the power rankings two weeks from now All right, our next matchup is going to be the BV Bar Wenches. Chris Roach taking on Joe Chick, the Book of Samuel. And Roach takes the win 118-100 to in a close battle. Both teams scoring triple digits. So they hit the over. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start with Chris's team. Jamar Chase is your stud. 29 fantasy points Eight receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. That kid is just unbelievable. The the route running, the speed after the catch, um, the the ability to catch the ball with the defenders all around him. It's very impressive. This was a key stud for Roach. I think if you know <laughs> Joe Chick would have loved to play anyone else besides Chris because Chris has Jamar Chase and Joe Chick has Joe Burrow who went off for him 39 fantasy points but what's happening is Roach has uh, Jamar Chase who's negating pretty much negating all Joe Burrow's points obviously Joe Burrow was the high point man for Chick and he needed those every single point he could get but you know a lot of those points are going right to Roach and I don't know if you you know, know the scoring system, but 
when a running back or wide receiver is uh, catching passes from a quarterback who's hot, the running back and receiver gets a lot more points. You're getting six points per touchdown, not four like Joe Burrow was getting. Plus the yardage is uh, heavily swayed towards the running back and wide receiver. So that was the issue here for Joe Chick, his best player and stud Joe Burrow. Again, mostly a lot of points being pretty much negated by Jamar Chase. As far as Roach's dud, it's going to be Kyle Pitts once again. You know, three receptions for nine yards. That's hard to do, man. Three catches, nine yards with the size of Kyle Pitts. The Falcons wasted a pick on him, and it's not his fault. I guarantee you, let's just pretend Travis Kelsey was injured. Season ender. Knock on wood. I don't want that to happen. If they were to trade for Kyle Pitts, I guarantee you he'd be a dang good tight end. They're just not using him. The Falcons threw 13 passes. 13 passes in a game that they were trailing to the Bengals. That It was 35-17 was the final. You're down three scores. What are you doing running the ball still? Throw it to your you know, six foot six tight end who has elite speed and agility. Just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but anyway, looking over at uh, Joe Chick's team, we had already stated Joe Burrow is your stud. 481 yards passing and four total touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, he, went, he went nuclear in the first half. He had over 300 yards, multiple touchdowns just in the first half. And uh, in consideration was George Kittle, by the way. He looked phenomenal. And I know they lost to the Chiefs. Sorry about your Niners. But six receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. George Kittle might be back. As far as your dud goes, I'm going Robert Woods. Robert Woods has a huge opportunity in Tennessee, and he's not taking advantage of it. He's the only, you know, I can't call him an alpha wide receiver anymore, but they got a lot of young guys in the wide receiving core. Traylon Burks is hurt right now, so Robert Woods is the number one, and he's not doing anything with it. Three receptions for 26 yards. They just, I guess they're just not using them. They don't need them. Um, they won the game. They beat the Colts, but looks like he's kind of washed at this point in his career. Probably just more of a possession receiver. If you remember Larry Fitzgerald late, late, late in his career, these are the kind of numbers he was putting up. You know, three receptions, four receptions for just a couple of yards. So uh, that's going to be uh, Joe Chick's stud. But congratulations to Chris Roach, 5-2 and two on the year. And another bad luck game for Chick, 1-6. Uh, and six, We talked about he he's in that threshold, triple digits, but just not enough to beat his opponent. Uh, we'll see what he does moving forward. He's got, uh, you know, he had DK Metcalf go down. And, you know, it's the it's the test. The tale is old. I can't say it. It's a tale as old as time. Once you start having a bad fantasy football year, it's real hard to turn it around. It can be done, but he's just having a bad fantasy year. Bad luck, really. There's not, not much he can do about it. But congratulations to Chris Roach on the win. Our next matchup is going to be Gage, ChristianMingle.com, taking on Elliot L's Bells. And Elliot takes the win, 121-75. to Let's take a look at his team. As far as uh, studs go, 
I'm going Travis Etienne. Um, now Kenneth Walker went off 168 yards and two touchdowns. However, I'm going Travis Etienne because the big news of the trade: James Robinson heading to New York. Now we already assumed that James, Ro- or I'm sorry, that Travis Etienne took the starting job, but there was always that small chance, like, hey, listen, Travis Etienne. He fumbled in this game. They still continued to give him the work. What if he fumbled again? What if he fumbled twice, completely cost them the game? Do they maybe go back to James Robinson, and now they can't do that? This is huge for the uh, James Robinson you know, value. I'm sorry, both James Robinson and Travis Etienne because James Robinson wasn't worth anything at this point, and now he's going to go play f- – for the New York Jets, but Travis Etienne now his value skyrockets. 18 fantasy points, 114 yards, and a touchdown. And he did have that one fumble, um, but he made up for it. He looks electric every time he touches the ball. There's a chance that he could take it to the house. As far as your dud goes, it's Mark Andrews. What was that, man? 0.4 fantasy points. It was four rushing yards. He was zero for zero. He was on the practice, um, you know, injury report all week. He ended up suiting up. These are those situations where if they're not 100% right, as a fantasy manager, I'd rather them sit so I could just plug in someone else because this is what happens. And this also happened to Keenan Allen. He he did his normal thing like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a go today. Well, what does that mean? Are you like full go? Are you, are you hurt? Are you a decoy? These players put themselves in the game and they end up hurting their team um, and, and by that way also hurting fantasy managers i know they don't really care about us but it's tough for us to make decisions i wish they would have the the old probable tag i wish they would bring that back because probable means that you're you're a little banged up but you're you're gonna not only play but you're gonna be effective and then i would love you know that that would mean questionable is what it is questionable not really sure so take you know take a chance if you want but these uh these guys that are questionable who don't practice all week, I might start, man, I might start benching some of these guys. And it's hard to bench Mark Andrews. But anyway, nonetheless, Elliott takes the win. Going over to Gage's team, only 75 points in this one. Uh, a very big disappointment from a ton of players here. Uh, one being Dak Prescott. I mean, he comes back off the injury after five weeks. Apparently, a report came out that he hand-selected the Lions matchup to come back. Like, you, would you? This is what we were talking. We were talking to uh, me and Gage. So you hand-selected the Lions? Why? Because they're an easy matchup. If it was against the Bills, would you have not come back this week? It didn't, it didn't make sense. But only 207 yards and got a very late touchdown. The, the, the Cowboys won the game, but barely. They didn't look good. Only 12 fantasy points for Dak. He had a bunch of duds. Brandon Cooks, only six fantasy points. Um, Deontay Johnson, only seven. Jamal Williams, only six. A lot of single digits here. As far as your stud goes, it's Nick Chubb. He's always a stud. 91 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. And, um, yeah, so Gage moves to four and three on the year. He's still number one in his division. So he has a playoff spot locked up at this point. So this loss doesn't hurt him too much. Uh, this is where I really wish I wasn't in my division because I would have probably a much better record. But hey, listen, this podcast isn't about me, but I'm going to talk about myself a lot. And uh, Elliot moves to 5-2 and two on the year, and I foresee him still being the number one ranked team 
in our league. We will see after just one more matchup. And our final matchup is going to be Bathroom Handjobs, Mike Corrado taking on the trophy wife, Taylor Benoit. Taylor Benoit takes the win, 84-79. to 79. This was a tight battle all weekend leading right into Monday Night Football in which, actually it led into Sunday Night Football where Taylor had three players left to go. She only needed a couple points. I forget how many points. I could probably do the math quickly. Uh, it looks like about, I don't know, five points, something like that. And she had Gesicki left, Darnell Mooney, and Damian Harris. It was no lock for her to win, which is crazy. Uh, those three players, you know, they have such high ups and downs. You just don't know what the workloads are going to be. Gesicki only had four points on Sunday, so we now we go into Monday Night Football. And she had Darnell Mooney and Damian Harris. And Damian Harris looks like he lost his starting job to Ramon J. Stevenson. We probably thought that was always the case. Uh, however, they were giving Damian Harris work in the beginning, but he had a bad drop on a third down play. I think he might have even been benched for a little while if he didn't come back in. I fell asleep halfway through the game, of course. Old man Jensen over here. But Darnell Mooney gets her the win. He gets, um, you know, six fantasy points. As far as her stud goes, it's Austin Eckler, like it always is, the number one fantasy running back in the league. Probably the number one. If we redrafted today, I'm taking Austin Eckler number one. That's just me. And uh, who knows, maybe Josh Allen would be number two. And I'm dead serious about that because he's unbelievable. Austin Eckler, 31 rushing yards in two total touchdowns, but ends up with 30 fantasy points because he had 12 receptions. For 96 yards, it's unbelievable. It's basically starting a wide receiver in your um, running back position. (laughs) So it's very fun for Taylor. As far as her dud goes, she definitely had a couple. Amon Ra got injured. Can't give it to him. So we are going to go... Go... uh, Yeah, I guess I'll give it to Harris. Damian Harris. In a situation that she's in, uh, she's short on running back help. And uh, it's not good to see Damian Harris... Pretty much, like I said, get benched and be uninvolved in the Patriots' uh, loss. They were trailing. The game script was not a Damian Harris-type game script. They need to be winning by a touchdown or more for him to kind of be involved. We'll see what happens moving forward. Bathroom Handjobs takes the L, 79 points. Hey, listen, this is going to be the matchup of the week just because it went down to the wire, but I couldn't give it to two teams that scored under 85 points. I'm so sorry, folks. Uh, I know you're heartbroken. Matchup of the week is where you want to be. But uh, as far as Corrado's team, let's take a look at it. I'm going Joe Mixon as his stud, 16.6 fantasy points. Only 58 yards on the ground, but did finally get a uh, end zone or get into the end zone with a red zone touchdown. And he had three catches for 33 yards. So this is a nice little baseline for Joe Mixon. He's not the best rusher in the NFL. He is not nearly even really good on the goal line. It always takes him three to four tries to get in. Uh, But he gets so much work that this is the type of production you can expect, 16 fantasy points on a weekly basis. As far as your dud goes, 
There's two, and they're two rookies. Drake London and Romeo Dobbs combined for 1.4 fantasy points. It looks like the Dobbs experiment might be over in Green Bay. He was kind of taken over there for the first couple weeks, and um, you know, but who knows? Alan Lazard got banged up, so they might call his name again. We'll see, but he didn't look great. And then Drake London, we talked about Kyle Pitts. The Falcons just don't throw the ball. So it's the same situation that Garrett Wilson is in. All these rookies who are kind of flashing or breaking out, they're on offenses that don't really throw the ball much, to, to be quite honest. And, uh, you know, I'm a Jets fan. Garrett Wilson is in the same boat. Super talented, but Zach Wilson does not look great. They're not throwing the ball very much. Uh, but that might change now that Brees Hall is gone. And um, who knows what's going on with Drake London. It's definitely not his fault. It's just the way the offense is working. I've never seen a team down three touchdowns continue to run the ball like that. It sucks for, you know, Falcons fans like Juan, and it sucks for fantasy football. But nonetheless, Mike takes the loss, moves to 2-5, and five, a familiar 2-5 and five on the season, like myself and Tom. And the Trophy Wife, also 2-5 and five on the year. So those are some of the uh, names that are going to be in the Build-A-Bear Bowl moving forward. We still got so much time left, but I can't believe we are seven weeks through the season already. Seven weeks of fantasy football is done out the window. Uh, we got about ten more, so let's let's enjoy this as much as we can. All right, it's time for our power rankings, and there has been some movement. Let's talk about number 12 is going to be Torres Falcons. At number 11 is going to be Bathroom Handjobs. At number 10 is going to be The Trophy Wife. At number 9, The Book of Samuel, Joe Chick. At number 8, Yeeters Skeeters. So Jason continues to fall. Even through the bye weeks, even though he's 6-1, and one, he's not scoring a ton of points. The simulation loves points. Points usually means victories. It's not all about the wins and losses. They want you to score points. Uh, as far as number 7 goes, the BV Barwinches, Chris Roach. Number 6, Dawson Knox's Creek, Josh. Number 5, Pillar of Fire. Did Tom move up? I'm trying to trying to remember where was he? Tom's ranked number five. I'm I moved down. I am now ranked number four. I'm still putting up points. Um, I lost Brees Hall, so I'm not sure how that is taken into consideration. But we'll see. I I think I can fix that. Um, number three, unleash the beast, Alicia. Number two is going to be Gage. He is uh, first in his division, so that you know. Win your, win your division, and you're in the playoffs, so that's part of it. Uh, and number one, L's Bells for, what, the seventh, sixth week in a row? Um, Elliot continues, and his team's only gotten better with Kenneth Walker going absolutely nuclear, and now Travis Etienne has the entire backfield to himself. You know, by the way, he also has Justin Jefferson and Saquon Barkley and Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. It's an unbelievable team. And uh, if I had my pick, I would not be mad if I had to see Alicia versus Elliott in the championship matchup just to see what would happen. And I hope 
all their players are healthy, that would be unbelievable to see. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Week 7 has come and gone. We welcome in Week 8. This is the fun part of fantasy football, although stressful, is filling these bi-week replacements and injuries. And uh, a nice little pep talk from Josh yesterday. I was down and out about Brees Hall, and he said, just keep going. And I'm like, you know what? I guarantee Mr. Fahrenheit will be in the Marvel Fantasy Football Playoffs Come week, whatever, 14. Guarantee it. I'm two and five. Mark this podcast down. I'm ready to go. Enjoy your weeks. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening.